Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. And today we've got another special guest kicking season three off strong with another new guest, uh, new friend for me, Carol the Human. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. Long time so- Adventure Time lover. So. so it's perfect. Exactly. We We went to go see... To give some lore uh, and keep it expanding for the Adventure Guys extended universe, <laughs> we went to go see uh, Steve Saylor's band, Stop the Presses, which was talked about only on his second appearance, not his first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we met and uh, and you were eventually like, hey, I love Adventure Time 2. So you should come on. And then it actually happened. Here we are. <laughs> we're, we're nothing if not, we follow through. Yes. Uh, the adventure guys do you by chance i don't remember did we talk about this do you like david lynch at all i you know i i don't know a ton about david lynch but i know he's a hot topic here at the adventure guys podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel like that's enough of an entry fee yeah right because uh, we're, we're trying to get uh danny and Allie to come on yes with with steve to do something david lynch themed I, I think that's the right move. Yeah. The two of them. Well, now we've got two of the STP crew on. We need to like round it out, <laughs> um, especially with them. Yeah, we need. Okay, we've talked about this a little bit, but we should do like an Adventure Guys show and Stop the Presses should play. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a long term goal of ours. That would be awesome. Now we're speaking it, so we're gonna will it into to existence. Yes. Um, but. Yeah, so it's great. So fellow music, I mean, we always say music is like the subtext of this podcast. <laughs> um, I, we've had some fans that are not necessarily into the music talk as much, but I, I, I would gather that most do like it at this point if you've made it 82 episodes in. And if I would love to hear some feedback at didyousseethemail.gmail.com on that. But uh, Oh, we got some mail to read later. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't see it yet. <laughs> I'm excited. Um um yeah so it makes you quite a perfect guest we always start off when someone comes on and asks them like when did you first come across adventure time sure sure um so i was a freshman in high school when adventure time started 2010 um and i was a tsunami watcher yes big one piece fan shout out to my one piece people um and so scared of that show oh you should be (laughs) No, you shouldn't be. It's a great show. <laughs> it's intimidating because it is a thousand plus episodes at this yeah. point. Um, and even starting in 2010, which was right around the time I started One Piece, it's like they were 500 episodes. Oh. Yeah. No, there was no hope. Um, but I am caught up now, which is pretty great. You did it. Yeah. Uh, but because I was, you know, watching Adult Swim a lot, I was also spending a lot of time on Cartoon Network and I came across Adventure Time. And it just was kind of the perfect thing for me. You know, I was at that time in my life where you think you're supposed to be an adult. You're leaving behind your kids' cartoons and Mm -hmm. you just made your Facebook page for the first time. (laughs) And Adventure Time was there for me. (laughs) It's That's really cool. I have thought about, um, maybe even talked about it. And I was, I'm always curious, like, I got to read some more about this. Maybe we could get someone on to talk about it, but. Adventure Time, um, along with like regular show, which we talked about mm. kind of starting around a similar time and maybe Flapjack as well. But it, it did kind of seem to fill that void. I'm a couple years older than you, but I remember hitting that point where you're in high school 
and it feels like cartoons are kind of supposed to be done for you. Mm-hmm. Like I loved all the Nickelodeon canon and a bunch of the um, the Cartoon Network stuff, but there did hit a point when I was like 14, 15, 16, 13, I don't know, like right around there where all of a sudden you're watching it and it's just, it's not hitting as hard as it used to. It's not as fun. But to me, that's exactly where a show like Adventure Time comes in yeah. where it, it's it's like cool you're through with some of these like now here's this and it's more rich it's more to dive into the characters are great and it, and and the show grew with its audience i think um and and, yeah. and I, I i totally agree like when i i found it i was already past the point of having kind of given up on cartoons honestly yeah. Um, and I hadn't even watched a lot. Eric really got me back into cartoons when we started this podcast (laughs) and I rewatched a bunch of stuff, but I think that's something that's pretty like indicative of our generation or our micro generation at least is like the shows that you could watch like into your teens and twenties. Like they didn't really start coming around until we were that age, like adventure time. Yeah. Um, but I think like pretty much every cartoon that's new that's coming out now is like all ages, like multi-generational. Like it really works on a lot of different levels. Yeah, they really try and appeal to everyone because they they get it. The nostalgia piece is real and they want to pull in those people who want to re-experience their youth and, mm-hmm. you know, have those reminders. I think we're seeing that as they're doing reboots of like all this, you know. 2000 stuff right now yeah all this vintage early 2000 stuff <laughs> i've been watching the ducktales reboot oh and it's no good way. it's very good yeah i, I gotta believe it that. um so so you came across adventure time do you remember perchance the first episode that you saw oh or one of the first like an early memory sure i mean the first one being the the sleepover uh candy episode that i remember that really really vividly actually oh, the very first episode yeah, yeah the yeah. very first episode i don't know that i watched it like air date but i remember seeing that one super early on i remember being so like enamored with finn's relationship with P- princess bubblegum and being like starting to understand you know what it's like to have crushes on people and what it's like to have secrets with people and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. And uh, it had like a big impact on me. I feel like I was hooked really early on. Interesting. I famously did not get into the series like that quickly. Like I started from the beginning and and it was very slow for me to get into it. Really? I don't know. I think the randomness was part of it for me. Also, Eric didn't, you didn't try until like 2018 or something. Right. So the mm. show was, was yeah. already finished by yes. the time that I started and everyone that had recommended it to me did so with a lot of cultural baggage. Yeah. Like this show is iconic. It's legendary. Like 10 seasons. It's great. It, like the story arc is so incredible, but like the first two, even three seasons are like very random and weird. Yeah. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, I think also, I think what I may say is getting in 2018, the, the point in which, like, if you watch this, sh- like, when I, I saw the f- the short in 2009 or something, um, or eight, and then, like, was watching the show as it came out in 2010, at that time, in, like, the, the context, I think, of everything, it felt incredibly fresh and inventive, even those early episodes. Yeah. And then now, if it's, like, that happens with a lot of stuff. Like, if you go back and watch it in 2018, you're kind of like, uh, yeah, okay, I've seen a lot like this now like <laughs> because it's infiltrated the culture but at that time it was just still like those first episodes i remember too it was just like 
I can't believe yeah. uh, this exists. And it was like, you know, because it was like so genuinely weird. My my college roommates watching it were just like, Mick, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> they were like, that's a, you're watching a cartoon. And oh, you're yeah. how old? I was like 20 years old. They're like, okay, uh, I'm leaving. And just... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was definitely like into the chaos of the early yeah. episodes. You know, that was a big thing for me. It felt um, like it was in line with what was going on in my life. Chaos <laughs> in your life, chaos in the things that you're like interested in and attracted to. And in that way, Adventure Time kind of felt like a release of the things out of my control because I could just sit down and I had no idea what I was in for. <laughs> and usually, almost always, it was like a magical experience. <laughs> what a great, you could just take that last sentence you said and chop it up as a way to sell the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Settle down, you don't sit down, you don't know what is coming. Exactly. But it's probably going to be kind of magical. <laughs> yeah, you know, as chaotic as like those early episodes were, I was surprised at how much crazy shit was happening in this episode that we watched today. Ooh. Yeah. Because I, re I remember it as like, okay, it's the last episode of the last miniseries, like yes. super plot heavy. Like there's a lot of like things they got to get to and conflicts they need to resolve. And no, it's just as fucking zany as any episode of Adventure Time <laughs> has ever been. They kind of leave you just as like unknown as when we started. You know, yeah. it doesn't really wrap it in a pretty bow the way you think it's going <laughs> no. to. Uh, let's let's jump right into episode discussion. Episode discussion. All right. Uh. What is it? Skyhooks 2? Skyhooks 2. Which is Elements Part 8. 8, which is Season 9. Episode 9. <laughs> we got there together. A <laughs> um, lot, of, lot of titles for this one. Yeah, so it's the, the, the last episode of the Elements miniseries. Mm -hmm. I love it. This is when the format of our podcast really shines. <laughs> Uh, coming in at the crucial, like we, I'd even said at some point we should just do an islands or an elements like chunk, like one month and just bang them all out. But uh, here we are <laughs> just spoiling that completely. Um, really, really fun. The elements miniseries, but we, we've done some, right? I think we did the first guy hooks. Yeah, we did. So yeah, this is the second one um, with Ice King. Uh, interesting app for us, I will say, because we famously on here are not huge LSP fans. No. Um, Carol, how do you feel about LSP? Oh, <laughs> I have a soft spot in my heart for LSP. Misunderstood, mm -hmm. but also, you know, a huge brat. Um, yes. So I'm <laughs> conflicted in ways, but yes. I think all of us can feel at the end of this episode that I mean, obviously, Lumpy Space Princess is a crucial, crucial character to Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hate her at all in this episode, actually. No. <laughs> no. And then, like, I almost feel like this is, like, they do this sometimes. We've talked about Eric where they do some reverse engineering in this episode to, like, make things work. I will say, them coming up and being, like, LSP is actually the anti-elemental. And then they, like, it's like they invented some sort of use for LSP so that we would be like, she is a useful character. Like yeah. we need to keep her around and like, which I'm like, all right. Um, fine. Fine. <laughs> it's yeah. So 
All right. So like when this, the, the thing, when this episode starts, being that we're part eight, you're just jumping right in, which is okay. Again, to talk about the inventiveness, inventiveness of this, like in traditional cartoons that we grew up with, you're not doing eight episode miniseries. Like if you were to come home from school and just flip on Cartoon Network and it's episode eight of <laughs> Elements, Skyhooks 2, you could still watch this episode and be thoroughly enjoyed, but it is pretty, it, it is kind of an insane thing to do. I think Cartoon Network is not always cool with that kind of thing, that format, mm. the miniseries stuff. Like, I remember like um, Steven Universe ran into like issues with the, the story being so sequential that like whenever they would air episodes randomly, like it, it wouldn't get good ratings because sure. nobody would know where, where things were. But I, I think at this point in Adventure Time, in the production run, they were kind of just given like free reign to do whatever they wanted. Like <laughs> we're in season nine, like... There's a yeah. ton of other episodes. If you want to see something random, you can pick and choose. Yeah. Let's yeah. get some some continuity here and and some real story happening. Yeah. And it looks to me like they um what they did was that they like aired it over the course of a week. Where like all the episodes Oh no, wow. April twenty seventh, they came in with yeah, with two on the twenty sixth they had done too so like they were airing it probably made it like an event um, okay yeah that's what it looks like over the course of a week um but yeah is is i mean it's an interesting episode um should i give the the 10,000 foot plot summary <laughs> sure i'll try um for the for- i don't even like there i mean there's a lot of things happening that i don't remember why or how but they just happen and like we're supposed to understand that there's a reason behind it all. Like I, I, so I think, I think, well, I think there probably is a reason, but this is, I mean, I, this is us coming in on episode eight without the context. <laughs> right. So if I remember correctly, like some of the conflict previously mm-hmm. in this miniseries is that, okay, there's the four elementals, like everyone's got their own piece of the pie, except they start going to war with each other mm. and they try to convert, the other three into what they are. And I, I think at this point, the fire elemental is gone. I think the, I think princess Bubblegum has, has made like all of the fire people, candy people at this point. So it looks like flame princess is a candy person. Yes. Yeah. Um, slime princess too. Yeah. Slime princess. Yeah. And so I, I think that's why it, like it cuts to patient St. Pym in the ice kingdom. And she's just like, yo, this is fucked. I'm going to go to sleep for a <laughs> now, thousand years. Did she, is this, did she spur all this on? Was she, yes she was behind like making she wanted all the elements to to fight each other i don't was that later on the series i don't remember what her motivations were but i think she didn't quite intend like this this elemental war yes yes (laughs) i don't think that that was the intention to begin with but when when finn and jake come back to they realize like all our friends are brainwashed and everybody's made out of candy and we can't you know princess bubblegum is not who she usually is what what's going on here yeah so yeah, so we're coming in like I guess after the fighting happens, and it's it, we're mostly just candy people at this point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're not. Yeah, no one's the same. She's just and she the way she's turning everything into candy, kind of to take everything over, is singing a song accompanied by Marceline playing ukulele, and the song is like this like siren song that when you hear it, you just turn into a candy person, which is kind of scary. And and uh and. And Princess Bubblegum is this like huge like cylinder version of herself. 
Yeah, I don't. It's like don't, a grain tower with yeah. her on top, yeah. with like roots, little pink roots yeah, growing into the ground. It's like kind of disturbing. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, but like when we get there, Finn and Ice King and Betty are on a magic carpet. Uh, Finn gets knocked off, and Betty goes away with with uh, Ice King. And what is Simon? Betty, what is Betty trying to do? So now she's trying to go back in time. So now Betty, Betty, what Betty has done? <laughs> why <laughs> to to save Simon? Well, yeah, but why now in the middle of everything that's happening? Like this because is just this seems like just standard Betty shit. No, no, I th- like, well, I think that they're they're wrapping it in during. I, I, we saw this in an earlier Betty. She starts hanging out with Magic Man. Right. And she's the new magic man. And she's the magic new... man is, is normal man. He's normal man and he appears to be on Mars. <laughs> so she what she wants to do, she got a hold of the Inchiridion mm-hmm. and has figured out that if she uses like this power and like all the different elements that she can open a time portal, go back in time to when Simon becomes Ice King, steal the crown, throw it in a volcano. And none of this will have ever happened, and she'll just be thrown back into the other timeline. Okay, so there's there's some sort of like opportunistic, just she's capitalizing on the events that are happening with the elements. There's something there that like she wouldn't have been able to do this otherwise. Are you trying to figure out why did the writers put Bet plug <laughs> Betty into this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Well, it's like. She she has to she's using all the different elemental jewels, mm-hmm. and she said that using them and this contraption that she's found in the Inchiridion, she could either use it to open this portal, or she could also use it to save and restore Ooh. Okay, so everyone thinks she's gonna save Ooh. I don't know she's, if she's anyone else being... knows what she's up to, but she has the Inchiridion. Figures out if I get all these things, I could save Ooh. But instead, she's like, I'd rather try to create a time portal sure it really seems to bother you I, are you, are you you're kind of like this is too much in in the elements series <laughs> to put yeah. betty in <laughs> mm-hmm. betty betty has always confused me i've never been able to <laughs> what is confusing reconcil- about, like, about her i can't reconcile her entire story arc in, in one go i just it doesn't fit in my head <laughs> It's just stretched out across too many seasons sure. with too many like very specific things that don't feel connected to me that I I can I could never at any point tell you what Betty's arc actually is. Well, she you're, I think you're getting into a important part in this. I also think that putting Betty into this makes sense because at this point, as we see, like Patient Saint Pym has almost taken the place of Ice King as the ice elemental, mm-hmm. and Sai I don't know what's going on, but Ice King wasn't really wearing the crown and is now in a suit and is now Simon. (laughs) So I'm thinking it was a more opportune time for Betty to come in because he's not being ice King. I, and I think that her arc, um, also in here, they, they, she starts talking about it where the more she sees Simon as ice King, the more it's really fucking with her head. And level of sanity and um and she and she can't reconcile it and you know i think it's something else i want to bring up like it's also infuriating where ice king is dumb but when it comes to betty he can never retain who she is or what's going on 
He just calls her lady. He can't even remember what he was doing. Like, he goes and sees Finn, Finn after Betty's gone, but he doesn't even really understand why she's gone or if she was even there in the first place. Like, he, it's really, it's really odd. And I think, because, you know, with the, maybe he has dementia or whatever these things we've, we've talked about the parallels being for him. And I think her aligning herself with ice with magic man makes sense. Cause we want, we never, we did the magic man episode where it seems magic man losing his wife or girlfriend really spurred him on into this like descent into madness. What was magic man? Didn't magic man have like a girlfriend that he lost? Margles. Margles. Exactly. So I think, Magic Man to Margles could be Betty to Ice King. Yeah. And that makes her the rightful heir to the Magic Man throne. <laughs> and we're prob- Betty's probably on one particular arc. And then once she gets thrown into the Magic Man thing, everything just gets wild. And she almost like assimilates sort of like Magic Man did where she's not, she can't let go of Ice King. I don't know. It's weird. It is it is a lot to be happening in in the middle. Of this. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> because there's like this whole elemental battle taking place. Um, also, and, this is new new Betty. This isn't Lena Dunham Betty. I know, and it's I kind of I kind of miss the Lena Dunham voice just because at this point I've grown so accustomed to it. <laughs> what's um, what what's her name? This voice act actor, um. Let from me, uh, from the guild, I can't I can't ever remember. I'm pulling it up. Oh, oh, Felicia Day. That's right. Tom Herpich does a, a version of 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 Betty in the middle, which is funny. What? <laughs> yeah, disguise. <laughs> one of the episodes earlier. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. It is a lot. I mean, look how off course we got just talking, <laughs> talking about this like one scene, but she's like, every time she shows up, I'm thrown for a loop. I, Betty's the most confusing character to me. Maybe one day she'll be like one of my favorite characters. Once I'll unlock all the secrets and I'll, I'll figure I, out the analysis. I don't know if it's not today. It though. seems like you're looking for some like tidy like wrap up of Betty and her motivations. I don't know if you're going to ever get that. <laughs> You're going to be unfulfilled in your answers. Well, hey, you know, I, I heard a great quote recently, which is uh, from George Saunders said it, one of my favorite authors, and he got it from Chekhov. He said, the artist's or the writer's job is to ask questions, not provide answers. So I'm wondering okay. if the, the Adventure Time people really took that and ran with it <laughs> in certain instances. That's definitely a Jesse Moynihan kind of Yeah, big time. <laughs> I know he's gone, but like the, I think by season nine, but like yeah. the echoes of his influence uh, continue to be felt. Um, yeah. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of answers being provided in this episode, but that was not one of them. So it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say Ice King looks good in his suit. <laughs> the Simon look, yeah, is good on him. <laughs> yeah. He almost looks buff. He does. I think he he is buff. His like, upper body is always huge. Like he actually that's how he actually is. Like there's what's the episode that reveals that? Oh yeah. Well, he is also like emaciated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then he has a say. big like pecs and like upper body. Right. Yeah, it's it's really jarring when you finally see it. Yeah. Um yeah. So, it's interesting when you first 
She's turning everyone into candy people, uh, Prince Bubblegum, including people that were already candy people. Like we, right. we saw, I was like, is that starchy? And now starchy is almost like a, like a cherry or there's like ice cream people. And it's, so it's, that's, I found that weird. Like ultra candy people. Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's gotta be some significance there, right? Yeah. Like, cause they are Princess Bubblegum's creations. Yeah. Like the her candy. Children, her children. Yeah. Basically. The, the, directly from the candy elemental. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's because she she created them with science and not with magic. Mm. That's some sort of commentary there because we know PB doesn't like magic. Yeah. And now she's like become some mindless magic version of her, herself. Yeah. This is know. this is like what the true candy people should be. I don't know. <laughs> well, so then we go back after we go back to Ellis. We go to where well, we go to Finn is going to get eaten by the candy people or something. I yes. don't know. They're all kind of zombified. Um, and then LSP saves uh, Finn. And and Finn's like, how come you didn't turn into candy? And LSP is like, was it like, I'm a tough cookie or something? <laughs> it's like, I don't think, I think there's more to it than that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't do what I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> Finn's just like, all right. But <laughs> there's probably more to it. Also, although we we get to learn more, LSP kind of was right. Like that seems to kind of be the answer. Yeah, and I don't hate this. Yeah, I'm and I'm okay with it. A rebel at heart. Yeah, <laughs> and she goes back in time to a story and starts telling about high school where LSP's teachers, which are her parents, th- their parents, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And they're adjoined. Are they always adjoined? They are always adjoined. I think. Yeah. So how did they procreate? That might have been what happened when they got married. Yeah. Oh, got it. That's how candy people marry. Or I mean, lumpy lumpy people. And they're they're teaching it. And LSP is like, I can't. No more learning. Leave (laughs) school to go with Mark, I believe. And and says, let's get married in his like flying convertible. And Finn's like, what? And Finn's like, they were trying to tell you that you're the anti-elemental. Lumpy space is... Somewhere different. It's not in their universe, I don't think. No. I I forget how or when it's acknowledged, but it's not just like another place. It's just like it's a totally different. Yeah, like, they, they do an episode about like her backstory sort of. And I think that's where we find out about her parents and the, the joining of the lumpy people. Yeah. And she has some friends as well that they go into their backstory with. But yeah, it's definitely not. And when in this episode, they even show kind of like the world. Right, you know, and lumpy space is not there. <laughs> it's it's a very early episode in season one where it's like season f- uh, one, episode four or something, where they go to lumpy space. Yes, and or they turn into like lumpy vampires or mm. something like that. And I think like at such an early point in the series, like going to some totally bizarre, different place, like the setting change. I was just like, what is happening with this show? And then. Like you find out, like no, actually, that place is very much set apart from everything else. It is different. Mm-hmm. Like that makes a little bit more sense. But like seeing like one of the most different places in universe, like as like episode three or four, was very confusing. It's a long payoff yeah. for Adventure Time, and I <laughs> yeah. feel like that's kind of a theme of the show. Is like yeah. we're gonna set something up, and as you guys said, it might be that they're just trying to work their way out of all of these things that they did in the past. You know. How can we fix this or how can we bring it back to tie it all together? Right. Yeah. And uh, well, I do want to, next, I do want to say so 
Finn comes out and he goes, oh, uh, he goes like, okay. But they're trying to say you're the anti-elemental. Like we have fire, ice, and then you, lumps. <laughs> and at this point, Eric, while we were watching it, all three of us together, you said, I have an amazing idea. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about it later. Uh, what was the amazing idea that sparked? Well, I can't say it on, on air. Oh, so we'll have to edit this out. I'll tell you, but it, it was no. Not leave it in. It. It's going to build some suspense. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't say it. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Technical difficulties over. Um, yeah, so that's when we go to back to the magic carpet, and Betty is doing her thing and starting like the whirring, and it's getting gnarly. Like the portal's gonna open soon, and Ice King is doing his dumb Ice King shit, but it's sort of like he's like along for the ride and is very affable. And he's like, oh yeah, okay. He's like not listening to her. She's explaining what it is. He's like, hey, this is a cool science experiment and everything, but uh, he's like, I am Ice King. I'm worthy of love and attention, <laughs> like as I am, not not just what you want me to be. So like, yeah, she's saying some kind of harsh shit. It's yeah, like, and she knocked him out with a book before, and she's tied him up. No. And he's yet he's still cool. Yeah, he's like, what did she say? She says like, it'll go back to just Simon, and Ice King will never exist. And he's like, oh, the Simon guy sounds nice, but I'm Ice King, and I like. To exist <laughs> like i am the head of an element like yeah. like yeah <laughs> i think i just i'm worthy of respect uh which is a very interesting thing to throw in in the middle of all this where it's like maybe you've lost someone and they've changed and you want them to come back it's like they can't ever come back or i don't know maybe that's a whole can of worms in yeah. the betty we've already talked enough about the betty stuff but uh <laughs> um so she starts going and starts worrying and then they start going all around and uh in a awesome thing you see the owl is in prismo's lair in a hot tub with prismo yeah, yeah they're kind of just watching it unfold and be like like oh, shit. They, yeah they're not they're not <laughs> stoked about it yeah they're like this is not what it's supposed to do and i was that delighted me to no end though <laughs> Being <laughs> quick shot yeah just in prismo's <laughs> is, lair is, is prismo holding a cup with a beverage and then like which he's not like physically able to do really and then drops it into the hot tub like in in awe he's just he's just so shocked <laughs> is that is that what it was I, I i wasn't sure if the owl dropped it i'm trying to f- see if there's an it was a quick shot a, a prismo appears but camille nanjiani does not do any voice acting in this episode i know sad oh here's some shots I don't see, look, the owl's holding the cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, then he That's a great it. shot. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, I can't believe we found it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to make this the background of my computer. <laughs> well, this is a nice little surprise of this episode. Is And you get a few of these where they kind of just drop in something kind of major that you weren't expecting or a character that you weren't expecting. And yes. this was a really good part of that there are so many characters in this episode like even if they don't have speaking roles like they do a nice little tour of like the entire cast Mm -hmm. 
I love Slime Princess. There's not nearly enough Slime Princess in this, sh- oh, in this show. Oh, Slime Princess is great. No, no, there's not. And and there we see Slime Princess in the episode is an extremely large version of herself. Doesn't seem like to be candy, but it's the large version and there's all the people inside. Yeah. yeah. So that's like what's happened. Like to all the people, right? Like in the, the with the elements. Yeah. So I forget exactly how or why, but like, yeah, Princess Bubblegum's turning people into candy people, but Slime Princess is just assimilating people into her slime. It's just, <laughs> and I think that's where Jake winds up. Yes. Is caught inside yeah. Slime Princess. And does that trigger him like changing into the alien version of himself? Or I think, did that happen earlier? I think that's just the general reset that happens. Got it. Uh, which is also how um, Uncle Gumbald comes back into play. Oh God, that guy. It's from the LSP lumpy reset. So I'm listening. I'm still just figuring out how to make this my uh my background <laughs> priorities. Important work. Yeah. Um Yeah, so but then Ice King comes up and is like, hey, can we just talk? And knocks like fucks up the whole experiment with the, and like knocks the Inchiridian clip off. And it appears that Betty is like swept into the portal and then it's immediately closed and Ice King's left there not knowing what's going on. I'm left there not knowing what's going on. Like, I don't know what happened. Why did Betty go back to Mars? Like, what? I, I mean, I get, will, will we find out? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, I think what I, what I would think is, is that, so where, where's the episode where Abraham, we watched it, Sun, Sons of Mars, right? Where Abraham Lincoln dies. Yes. Is that in Sons of Mars? Yes. Yes. So then is Magic Man now t- as normal man taking Abraham Lincoln's spot as like caretaker of the universe? Like kind of Maybe. the head. So I'm what I'm just wondering is is that Betty did that and was opening this portal and like Abraham Lincoln the or the Magic Man character is like yoink and yeah. like zaps him <laughs> up and goes, "Hey, uh you almost just ended the world with your little experiment of doing this fucking thing with all the things like if the prismo and the, and the owl are scared of it you're you're in bad you're in a bad zone and if and if he's there right he like that's the way i understood abraham lincoln right like it's sort of the president of the universe like caretaker i, I don't know and is like making sure that things end up okay so i think that magic man nor, normal man now having that role i think later in the episode he goes you you messed up big yeah. time i think he i think like Betty's going to get thrown into some trouble where it's like, you fucked up. That's what I think where is happened. But like, I mean, that's just putting together a lot of pieces uh, and inferring things. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to follow up with Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was that like what Abraham Lincoln's deal is? I don't know. He was definitely president of Mars, but mm-hmm. I don't know about the universe. Yeah. I thought his, like his powers were like, reaching like that's why remember he brings he brings magic man back and he's supposed to have learned lessons right i guess yeah. um in that episode where he has like if you say never he if he does the thing then it'll just teleport him back if he like uh takes uh cares about another person uh, yeah cares about another person he's like allowed back on mars he's got to use that device yeah yeah um yeah so let me look at this. The King of Mars. 
Oh my gosh. I for, I like almost blocked this part for yeah, my you're really digging through my adventure time knowledge right now. I love yeah. it. Ru- he ruled Mars for thousands of years. Um Yeah, I guess it, we don't really know how far, but he 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 was extremely extremely powerful and like losing him was a big deal. Um oh Rebecca Sugar stated that Abraham Lincoln is the equivalent of Jesus in U. However, <laughs> Adam Udo, he is more a recognizable figure while adding that it would be a stretch to call him a religious figure. Um, but he bargains for a soul with death. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's mm. in that episode. Um, I don't know. So, oh, what did Pendleton Ward said? Uh, oh, whoa. Pendleton Ward is a distant relative of the real Abraham Abraham Ooh, Lincoln. What? They share an, an ancestor. Um yeah, wow. That's they that's, share an ancestor? Yeah. I want to see the the family tree. Obadiah <laughs> Holmes, an English preacher who immigrated to Massachusetts in 1638. Um yeah, interesting. Okay, back to Skyhooks 2. Um <laughs> Yeah, but so then and then Ice King comes down and they talk to um, LSP and that's when it starts to become cl- like this is where Finn is coming up with like what makes LSP LSP like what makes you like what are the what are the fundamentals and he makes this chart on the ground <laughs> yes sass sass is part of it um, let me see if I can find a screenshot of that um, oh my. Because I want to remember everything. Something about preferring to live in the oh, forest rather than... Okay. So the, the things, the properties of... as Finn's trying to crack what makes LSP LSP and like the anti-elemental. So he's going, okay, here are, what, here's everything that makes up LSP. We have stubborn grapes, <laughs> apathy, which leads to sassy, question mark? I feel like sassy could be a period. We know. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bullish... Yes. Um, yeah. Would rather live in the woods than under a boss's yoke. <laughs> and which is true, which is really weird. And then finally, uh, my favorite, willfully ignorant. <laughs> because we've seen she goes, enough learning. <laughs> yeah. Enough learning. Ugh. Uh yeah. Lovely uh LSB. Um so then I believe Finn starts being like, you need to like, like we need to figure out how to use your power. And he, and LSP is like, stop telling me what to do and flips out, which I was just like, Oh my God, shut up. But <laughs> it Then it's like flipped on its head and it's useful. Right. And she's just like, yes. I saved your, I saved your life. That should be enough. Stop telling me what to do. I don't want to do anything. Yes. Being stubborn, willfully ignorant, like doing everything. All of those things that are, characteristics of her that we all hate <laughs> but then all of a sudden the crown the ice king crown shoots onto her head the elements the stones come and they start to rotate around her and you realize like is her power activated right now <laughs> yeah i i was trying to remember what those stones were or where they were from or what their deal was but it it's it's fine like i don't um I don't and, need to remember everything. And then, yeah. And then, like, yeah. I think, is it, is it ice? Oh, well, here's something big, which I forgot to, to bring up. But 
we can just throw in here now because it's relevant to discovering of ice uh of lumpy space princess powers earlier on um in an earlier scene um gunter who is a candy person comes out of the woods and comes to lsp and gives <laughs> lsp a huge hug <laughs> now it makes that now i think if when we're watching it here divorced from any other context you're like well that's because like as a candy person it's like being drawn to LSP. But there's another thing, Carol, which we discussed it's on last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. You want to explain <laughs> it, Eric? So it's theorized that Gunther and LSP had some sort of relationship, at least in the physical realm. They had a physical relationship and had a child. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> that makes everybody upset. Yeah. <laughs> because what was the what was the child? It was that floating pink cat. Oh yeah. That came out of an egg. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. But it also does add some context because you are kind of like, what is what is the relationship between the two of them and why would would Gunther be so gra- why would he be gravitating to Olympic space, especially if Finn is there, especially with Ice King there? It doesn't really make sense, but Yeah. Ew. I, it, it totally would have I would have blown right past it had we not just watched this other episode last week. Yeah. 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 It's that, a, that's the cat. Yeah, that's the cat. It's a confirmed thing. Oh, the, the cat. Of course. The cat's got a little heart on its head. LSP has a as a star. Yeah. Oh, the thing about LSP's star, uh, there's an episode, I think it has to do with the Lich, because the Enchiridion is like powered by those those jewels. Mm-hmm. It's an earlier episode where I think some someone is going around stealing all the jewels from, from the princesses to, to maybe use in the Enchiridion for some nefarious purposes. And whoever's stealing them steals LSP's star. Yes. But it, like it comes out of her head like a like a like a children's toy, like a little block, <laughs> like like and it's really weird and unsettling and they try and like jam it into like one of the slots for like a real jewel and it doesn't fit and it's like what the fuck is, is this? <laughs> <laughs> These little details that all come back in this episode. Yeah, it does I I I feel like yeah, they are retconning a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but they never truly have written themselves into a corner where like, okay, I guess this could be plausible. Like, <laughs> sure. Like that the the lumpy people are anti-elemental. Yeah. The little star in her head, it th- works the opposite way than the other people's jewels. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> We've cracked the code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but but Gunter is touching LSP, and as she's being really selfish and whining about not wanting to learn, it works and turns Gunter back into a penguin. Yeah, <laughs> and he runs over to Ice King, my boy. <laughs> um, yeah, which I'm I'm glad now, like especially glad that they didn't make uh, that baby Ice King and Gunter's baby, which. <laughs> They, we talked about last time, like, the cat was originally going to be the baby of uh, Ice King and Gunter. Oh, that's worse. So much worse. <laughs> so much worse. Thank God that didn't happen. That was that would have been a big mistake. 
Um, and uh, and then LSP, they, it's funny. They go, she says, I'm like, I'm not doing this or whatever. And they go and they zoom into her on like a molecular level. And like every, like the molecule of her being is uh, purple and is saying that crazy shit <laughs> to the molecule in, uh, in Gunter and it just listens and then it turns Gunter back normal. I don't know. I, I guess I I don't really like this because I don't really like finding a virtue in LSP's just general awfulness and selfishness. Selfishness. Like I don't like I know that that is true and like but I don't know. I don't like them justifying and being like, no, it has a place and it's gonna save the day. I don't I don't know. That that I don't like. I do remember the first time watching this where I was like, wait, so it just goes back to normal because of lsb and that's it <laughs> yeah i was a little underwhelmed by that but there's so much else happening in this episode there's shit flying everywhere in this yeah. episode that like y- you really don't need to dwell on it no no <laughs> there's so much more to uncover that it's almost like this is what you can handle right now we know this is what you can handle so just take it it's yeah. fine yeah it's a lot um and then everything just starts like going back to normal and then um I think as like a lot of this is happening, you see patient St. Pym who's in the ice castle and she's like, yeah, this is way too much for me. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Fox, like push me to somewhere more comfortable. And she goes in this huge, like ginormous ice egg. And he's like, oh, oh okay. Okay. I'm like, how did Mr. Fox end up <laughs> with her? That that's a wild one to me. He became one of the ice people. That's it, like, like in the same way that cinnamon bun became a fire person. Uh, no. Okay. Not in the same way. <laughs> the, in that, like, everyone became a member of one of the four elements. Oh, okay. Uh, there's an episode earlier in this miniseries, something about the ice fox. There's like a, there's like a really sad song that someone sings. I forget who the guest artist is that like sings this song. It's one of the episodes. It's like a very pretty sad song that like happens kind of out of nowhere. And there's like the ice fox that's involved somehow. I don't remember all the details. It's easy to get lost in this mini series of like, what <laughs> oh was this supposed to be and why did it happen and where does it come back kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, then <laughs> that's when we go to uh, Mars and that's where normal man is there. And I just, I get such a kick. Out of Tom Kenny's voice for Magic Man. It just <laughs> never ceases to really delight me. It's it's the perfect because it's like actually a normal voice and that makes it crazier. <laughs> yeah. Um such a ridiculous character. Yeah. And then and then it comes back and everything's everyone becomes normal again. We see a montage. And then they find Jake, and Jake is like now like mostly alien. Which we we learned in an earlier episode, right, about his origins mm-hmm. of being half alien. That's why he's all stretchy, right? Yeah, in in the flashback episode that no one saw, like no one in universe saw, like Jake was delivering a flashback type monologue about him being born, and then at the end they're like, "Boy, wait, you were a baby. How do you know all this?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And that leads right into abstract, which we've done in the past. Um, yeah, that was a weird episode. Weird episode. Um, the, you know what's even weirder? 
Because uh, I, I got to ask if you saw the snail. That was a really bad transition. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> All right. Yes, I did see the snail. Eric, you saw it. Nick, did you see the snail? Yes, I saw the snail. Carol, did you see the snail? I saw the snail. We did it! (laughs) First time in forever! Let's hear that song. Play the theme song, baby! Looking in the scenery throughout the land of production value for me guys that's what it's all about <laughs> big old error that was a good one i'm i can't it's been forever i've seen the snail now more recently a couple times mm. uh, it's it's been hard but he was he was pretty visible in this one yeah not a lot going on on screen yeah. besides him up in the sky mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a shot of betty and ice king she's trying to do her little her little magic spell and it's a white cloud and you see the snail in the in the left hand corner of the cloud so it mm-hmm. was kind of i was like guys because i'm a fierce hunter for the snail yeah i want to find it i know it's there i want to find it and i'll go back in episodes too and be like where the hell is this thing but it was a quick find this time i think there were a lot of very busy shots in this episode yeah. and like new scenery too like all the the lumpy space flashback stuff like mm-hmm. those shots were so busy like there's lots of crazy shit all over the place. I was like, Posters it, it, yeah, is the snail in lumpy space? Yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah. Well, I like, I think, I like to think that when it's like an insane episode, this with so much going on, that, that they're like, okay, let's just give them the snail so they're not thinking the whole time, <laughs> like, where's the snail? They can pay attention. Are people really doing that though? I, the we first are. time I watched through the series, I had no idea the snail was in every episode. And the second time, knowing that, I only saw it three times. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I like it, Carol. I, I think at like nine o'clock, they would air the new episodes and a bunch of people would come to my dorm room and me and my roommate would host like an Adventure Time watching party. Dang. And if you could find the snail, you were the first person, you called it out and then you got greens on the next bong rip. So <laughs> it was a good... Good time for all. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um. That's so fucking red. <laughs> <laughs> 
I found a good crew of Adventure Time friends in college, so I was lucky for that. And it kept the whole thing going. You know, I left high school, and I was like, no one's going to want to watch Adventure Time with me. And then I was like, yes, my people. Where, where was college? UMass Amherst. Okay. Yeah, oh, right which seems like a very, very uh, bro-y school, but there's some fun people there. Hell yeah. Knew a lot of the marching band people. Yeah, great marching band there. Yeah. Um, I was in the music department there, which was really, really fun and a lot of good players and... Uh, you know, got me going in bands and uh, running my own bands. And I had a lot of good times there. Nice. A lot of good adventure time times there. <laughs> <laughs> I visited there. We went there with the marching band. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to University of Delaware. Oh, okay. And our marching band director went to UMass oh. and studied with George Parks. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Small marching band community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. In the like mid Atlantic Northeast, like that, the George Parks like lineage mm -hmm. is a pretty tight knit. Definitely. Yeah, well, it's fun. Love it. Cool. So uh, we're going to go on to the next segment. But beforehand, you don't want to talk more about marching band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if the people that don't like music like are like, we're talking about marching band now? <laughs> Donate to your local like we're, we're, we're somehow downgraded from ska. Like, how was that even possible? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. If you're enjoying the podcast and especially the marching band talk, give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to right now. Um, you can right now. Yeah, please. Right now. Do not be late with this. Write a review too. That would be really good uh, on a, an Apple or audible or whatever. And if, um, you like it, you can support us by giving us a contribution at anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast. Um, send us email. Did you see the mail? Gmail.com. And if you have a new band podcast, whatever, and you want to advertise on this show, our rates are extremely reasonable. We'll work with you. Just send us an email. Did you see the mail at gmail.com? And uh, we're pretty open to it. So cool. Uh, Miscellaneous Mania. There's things you may not know. Those Eric and Nick will show you all the trivia in I think we got into a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff, um, even including like when it was uh, when it came out. Um, Who storyboarded this one? It was Steve Wolfhard. That's it. Uh, written and storyboarded by story by Kent Osborne, Jack Pendarvis, Jack Pendarvis, sorry, Jack Julia Pot and Adam Muto. Oh, Julia Pot. Yes, uh, from Summer Camp Island fame. Uh, yeah, that was the crew that was behind this. So this was a solo go. Yeah. Steve which, Wolfhard. Yeah, I guess there's not. We looked at that one time. That time. Um, here's some an episode connection that I want to read out loud. After Betty knocks out the Ice King, she says to herself, I'm doing the right thing, like to reassure herself. Which is the same exact thing PB said to herself in High Strangeness. Um, in each case, the character is not really doing the right thing. <laughs> Trying to convince himself of it. Yes. Thank you, uh, Wiki, for that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. High Strangeness. Love it. Oh, he's okay. Here's something the um, normal man is seen holding the wand of disbursement. 
I don't know what that is. So I'm pulling it up right here. It's a wand that Grob, Gob, God, and God uses in Sons of Mars as an execution tool to depart the soul of an individual. Anyone who is touched by the wand will be instantly oh. have his soul removed from its body and sent to Death World or 37th Death World. Uh, it also has the ability to disperse one's consciousness into space, making it part of the cosmos. That's right. And Jake was like, that doesn't sound that bad when they threatened him with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's why it, it it's punishment. So I think that he's there being like, Betty. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, I mean, something we didn't talk about was... Uh, uh, like after was it before 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 where they're like trying to figure out what's gonna happen because everything's turning into candy and lsp is just drawing the stew cs <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> that was incredible i'm sure you love that eric yeah i think she does that throughout the, the show really i don't think it's the first time that happens i'm pretty sure oh my God. it feels like a familiar a familiar theme now that you say that actually whoa so the stew cs can be seen in 14th century tile work, um, as well as in the background of a 1533 painting titled The Ambassadors by Hans Holbein. Let's see that painting, please. Where is the Stucius? Whoa, this is a weird painting. <laughs> you see that? It's like it's like a normal paint. It's this is like a normal man made this. It's like normal, but then at the bottom, it's like a three-dimensional like Skull? Is that what that is? You see that? Yeah, I don't know. Where's the Stussy S? Yeah, and I'm... wow. Oh, this is an interesting one. Um, I'll get off. You know. Oh, it doesn't say it here. Um. Oh, it's also just known as cool S. Cool S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like in middle school people used to call it like Superman S, and they would draw it on yeah. tables and desks and. I feel like it even got banned from a little while. They were like, I see you drawing that. Detention. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, contrary to popular belief, this symbol neither has a tie to the Stussy clothing brand nor Superman, though. Stussy did conduct an interview um, with people. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, anything else you want to touch on, Eric? Yeah, the wiki has a lot of very intricate analyses about what the fuck Betty's doing and LSP's anti-elemental powers and how we've seen them in earlier parts of the show but we just didn't know it. I don't know if I buy it all though. I don't buy it. This is some reverse engineering. <laughs> I wonder if like some new exec uh, Cartoon Network came in and was just like Show's great. This LSP character is bad, and they're like, "You got to find her use for her." <laughs> That'd be kill me. Her off. That'd <laughs> be me. I'm you. I'm first action as a uh, as Cartoon Network president. You guys are killing off Lumpy Space <laughs> Princess. Killing off the creator's character. I know. <laughs> I know it's touchy. I'm over it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like LSP turns everyone back into their true forms, except for. Ice King, <laughs> except for like real Gunter, who is Orgalorg. Oh, right. And Sweet Pea was a little bit weird. He grew his horn back, but. He... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was fine. But he's a lich, so it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We did see uh, Tree Trunks. That was fun. Yo, Tree Trunks candy version looked fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. Let's see if we get a, a, a shot of that. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, no, we just. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh my god. She's an ice cream sundae. Her legs are all uh, cones? cones. She's ice cream. Are those peppermint eyes? Yeah, that's that, fucking demonic. That's the scary part. The eyes are just peppermint. <laughs> Dude. A little cherry on top. Oh, there she is. Oh, they have ring they have the rings. So um do you think they make like a plush tree trunks? That's something I'd like for down here. Wow. Like a stuffed tree trunks. I don't know. Are you Googling to find out? Oh. Yeah. Play that Google theme song. <laughs> Google, Google. Do you have the answers that I seek? Google, Google. When I talk to friends on your listening, when I sleep at night and dream, all my innermost desires just project. Looks kind of scary. Honestly. It actually does look scary. Oh, you don't want that down here. <laughs> this one's not bad. All right, of that. Or this one. Oh, that's a good one. I was thinking about. I mean, I did. I did think I, at some point kind of ask if Eric would do a commission drawing of tree trunks for me. <laughs> Which I think I asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that one's kind of sweet. That is a cute one. There are some scary ones, though. Oh, yeah. This is great podcast talk. <laughs> oh, they've got everyone. Look, there's a lemon grab. <laughs> you can have a whole crocheted crew of Adventure Time characters. Thank you, Etsy. Yeah. I knew they'd come through. <laughs> um, Cool. Eric, should we do a, what are we going to watch this n- next week? Sure. Although we might, it, that, this might just be an empty promise because we, the next episode might be a guest that has a pre-chosen one, but we also might record another episode before that guest. We've got to figure out our schedule. Yeah. I'm fucked coming up. Eric's got that new job we talked about and it's uh, throwing some, throwing some things around. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Again, this may or may not be what we cover next week or the week after or the week after. <laughs> this might be for an episode in a month. 49. Did you guys just like hit a random number generator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> season two, episode 23. We have not done that one. Two, 23. Video makers. Mm-hmm. Season two, episode 23. Again, this might not uh, be covered until July, but uh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> we got one in our back pocket now. Um, is there? Did you want to talk about mail real quick? Oh yeah, we got we got a uh, we got some mail. Mail, mail. All right, we got some mail here from longtime listener Cat Burnside. They say you're a perfect podcast. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, Cat. What a great email. I love it. And, and and the subject of the email was podcast feedbacks. It's like, ooh, what are we going to get here? It's That's official. We can put put that in the file. 
You're That's, a perfect podcast. Other listeners, take note. This is how you send emails. <laughs> Again, it's uh, did you see the mail at gmail.com. More, we'll take all those emails. Yeah, Kat, we need people like you to, <laughs> to help us all feel good at this yeah. time in our lives. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, another great segment of did you see the mail? <laughs> Carol, before we go, is there, uh, is there anything you didn't get to say about Adventure Time? Uh, today that you want to throw in there any straggling thoughts about or about life whatever whatever. you want to say anything just (laughs) giving Uh, you the floor oh my goodness okay uh wow what a broad topic to have the floor on i mean i mean ska's a thumbs up up. um adventure time you know i think it's for everybody um i've tried to even get people like my parents involved in watching it before oh that's something i i will that's a road i will not go down (laughs) oh my parents don't get it but you know i've tried in years past um i think it's for everyone i think that there's characters that people can relate to and um i think it helps you know take your mind off of some other craziness that's going on to dive into some of these characters craziness so if you haven't seen it give it a go and uh, make sure you listen to the podcast as well, because it's a great way to unpack everything that you watch. Hey. Yeah. And speaking of Scott, you, you want to talk about the band at all a little bit? Sure, sure. Stop the Presses. Um, you guys all know Steven Saylor from uh, earlier episodes, bass player of the band. I'm one of the backup singers and backup dancers. Um, it's a fun time. Uh, Scott Pop with some real, uh, you know, roots of two-tone and um, some traditional stuff, which I think really uh, gives it a unique perspective. Um, we're a lot of fun. We're fun people. The music's fun. I feel very lucky to be a part of the band. Uh, July 8th, we got a show coming up in Brooklyn at Sovereign, formerly known as the Arrogant Swine. Uh, for any Bushwick people, uh, we'd love to see you there. Huh, I don't know that spot. Oh, Yeah. About to find out about it. Oh yeah. yeah! I I finally saw my first Stop the Presses show uh, a couple weeks back, and it was a blast. That's where we met, yeah. as we mentioned. Full circle. Full uh, circle. I I yeah. Go see him. New record is fucking great. Yeah, new record coming out. No official release date yet, but um, it's recorded. We have some bootleg copies that you know. Sometimes we sell them. Sometimes we don't at the shows. <laughs> if you're lucky, you might see one. Uh, so you'll have to find out on July 8th if you stop by, if we have any. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on sincerely. And uh, uh, yeah. it was great having you. Good Thanks energy. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll have you back. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Uh hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, treat people with kindness. <laughs> sure. Know. All right. <laughs> Peace out, y'all.